Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Lupin by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. We're back with episodes six and seven, or chapter six and seven of part three, capping off our coverage of Lupin part three. And it was more mysterious of an ending. You know, I almost felt like we were heading towards a series finale in a way, and I was really hoping we weren't. But at the end, we get the cliffhanger reveal of who Asan's neighbor is in prison, which mm-hmm. I knew from the moment that they said, your neighbor, that something was up. But I am confused and still asking myself questions as to what the poem meant. Because from what I understood, Pellegrini's poem taken from Cagliostro's Revenge, one of yeah. the Arsan Lupin uh, novels, it was a reference to somebody who has fooled him fooled him in terms of the love that they showed to him mm-hmm. and that they're going to betray him. And so Hassan has lost his clarity because he's so trusting of a, this particular individual. Now, I wonder, because they flash to four people, really. They flash to Pellegrini's daughter, Juliet, right? I think that's her yep. name. Uh, they flash to Claire, they flash to Ben, and they flash to Mariama, his mother. I feel like it's his mother. Same. I, I cannot possibly imagine a world where Ben or Claire betray a son. I just, I can't picture it in my head. Not at this point. So to me, it has to be Mariama. I wrote down, I mean, maybe that scene is trying to tell us that it's her, that it's her who um, is the betrayer. Because think about it. Why is she in Paris all of a sudden, right? Something doesn't add up about her story. Yeah. And how she's a master thief now. Something doesn't add up there. Um, And it would be a perfect time to get in there right when the Black Pearl is returned into the hands of Asan, right? Agreed. I I also don't think there's any world in which case it's Ben or Claire that has betrayed Asan. I, I just can't see it, right? I completely agree with that. So it's either Juliet or it's Mariama. And... Mariama's seemed fishy to me this entire part or season or whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. the circumstances as, as to like how she's here, why she's here, it just felt a little weird. Like it was also very convenient, like timing when, when she appeared. It's like, oh, great big prize. Yeah. Hi, I'm your mom now. Let me uh let me steal this from you. I don't know. I, like she's just always kind of been on my uh on my uh, what's that? What's that? What's that called? That, shit list? Yeah, not oh. shit list. But like, she she's been on the list of people I'm I'm very so, suspicious about. And Juliet, okay. I just feel like I feel like Juliet kind of came around at the end of part two. And even though, you know, it wasn't like on the best of terms. Um, yeah, I, I feel like she still likes Hassan, and she realizes that well, her father's a scumbag. Yeah, but he, Hassan did turn her life upside down, and part of me could see a world where she kind of goes to the dark side there. And Asan is not so much of a nice guy himself either. I mean, you think about the way he approaches Manan, right? Who goes yeah. to jail and in episode uh, six or chapter six, she's really solid. Like she's not going to snitch on Keller, which is what I had predicted from our predictions of going into these episodes. But Asan's able to change her mind pretty quickly because we get a lot of background of what the event was. What was the turning point? 
catalyst of the of the change in Assange's relationship with Keller and Bruno or what happened there with Bruno. Now we didn't know until this episode that Assange really kind of saved Bruno's ass. Um yeah. with what he did, but essentially during the World Cup they used that as a diversion, pretty brilliant plan, but lots of things go wrong. They they plan a heist um and the situation gets heated first and foremost because Keller might be the worst getaway driver in the history of the world. I didn't see a need to be speeding through the streets of France the way he was. There was, he was no doing need, this. man. It was just like he was on a racetrack. It's like just slow down, I was like, just what drive. Is going like, on don't with be so guy? suspicious. Looking, <laughs> is he on cocaine? I'm like, I'm watching the way he's driving. I'm like, I think they weren't even after you for the for what you stole. They're probably after you because you're driving like 90 in a school zone, like. The way he's driving in this episode was so bonkers to me. He reacts so badly in every single situation to the point where at the end, something's never changed where Hassan, when he finally faces off with him and tells him the exit sign is that way, he mm-hmm. runs for the exit. Like he does not need to run for the exit. No. You know what I mean? Just so, walk. Nobody's going to pay attention just, to you if you look and act like everybody else. Makes it very suspicious looking, right? Yeah. Um, to the point what I was trying to make before about, I think we were talking about Manon Yeah, we were talking about, uh, what was the other point we were discussing? Well, Juliet and, uh, you know, okay. How they... Yes. Yes. Um, actually, no, continue. What were you saying? I was just saying Juliet and, you know, how, how Hassan and her kind of left off. You, you said that he really flipped her world upside down. Um, yeah, it's it, true. Yeah. Uh, to the degree, I mean... It wouldn't be a big surprise, like you think about it, in terms of the story. Like, let's say we go into chapter to chapter four, right? Or not chapter four. What would part, it be? Part, part four. four. Yeah. Let's say we roll into part four, and it's Juliet. That's the big surprise. Like, I don't think that it would mean as much as unless it was his mother, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So to me, that's that's that would be the most shocking, the most heartbreaking to a son. Actually, Claire, Ben, or. His mother would probably be the most heartbreaking. But, you know, we get those flashbacks of Claire. She's been his, his ride or die since she was, you know, in school with him as, as kids, right? Yeah. And she even promised, like, she was going to leave everything behind to, to run away with him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the decision that was made towards the end of this season or this part. Um, she basically changes her mind and is willing to go run away. but. I mean, Asan's not joining them now. Well, I think there's two things that that Asan leaves out, right? Because he never really tells us the truth. And now I remember what my original point was. Asan plays nice with people, but at the same time, when he's talking to the bad guys, he kind of also goes down to his bare bones, like where he who he really is, or like the dark side of Asan. And when he's talking to Manan, he's essentially telling her he's been using you your whole life. He used us. This is what really happened. He mm-hmm. tried to, uh, he pressured Bruno to shooting a cop, which Bruno killed the cop, right? Yeah. Because Keller was pressuring him to, ki- to shoot the cop. And um, <clears throat> they were just kids. So it was one of those things that they were so impressionable with it. But when he talks to Keller on top of the, that's the Arc de Triumph, right? Arc de Triumph. That's what it's called. If you can mm-hmm. fact check that. I believe, I believe so. That sounds about right. Um, when he's on top of there and he's talking to him and he says, you wanted to kill, you wanted to turn, uh, get my family against me or you wanted to get revenge on me by going to my family? Well, I turned your girl on you. Like, yeah. 
you know, that's kind of like a plain way of saying like, I took your girl or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those ways like saying, yeah, I got revenge on you. Now, Manan thinks like Hassan's doing her a solid, but in reality, you know, he's doing kind of both. He's getting revenge too. Yeah. And Keller's own tactics really um, backfire on him because he pushes Ferdinand off the roof for failing his job, which to be fair, I mean, who has this woman in this room not tied up? You know what I mean? Like you got this woman, the window is not tied up. She's not high enough off the ground where like the door's not locked. Like nothing's locked in this house. Like what are we doing? <laughs> like this is your, your one, this is your one kind of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. That too. Yeah. Don't let this, don't let this elderly woman escape. Like, come on. Um, and why was she not like screaming bloody murder? You know, like she, they got no tape on her mouth. Like I'd be screaming all day. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Big guys with guns. I mean, there didn't seem like there was that many people around there, though it looked kind of like a little neighborhood. It looked like a pretty busy town area that she was in. Yeah, but not not out back. Or like I didn't see many people down there. But yeah, not out there. But when she opened up the window to like do the little fake rope, because like this, you know, sixty something or seventy something year old woman is gonna rappel down this rope. Yeah, right. Yeah, they believed that one a bit quickly in my opinion. I would yeah. have been like, hold on a minute. <laughs> How the hell did she get down from here? I couldn't do that. I think one of my favorite things in these two episodes was the fact that Hassan really does set a standard. He sets his standard for the audience to see that he's not just a thief. He does have morals going back to when he was a kid and he questions Keller and says, why are we robbing these people? What did they do wrong? He says they're rich. That's what they did. You know what I mean? Like so, Keller, mm-hmm. everyone's fair game. But for Hassan, he kind of, at this point in his career, at least, he's looking always for a moral high ground, a moral reasoning for why he's allowed to take what he takes, right? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> one of the things I like about that is that episode six starts off with him reassuring Ben in his own way, saying, "Yo, I can get you out of prison whenever I want." Here's a rare steak with fries for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, steak and frites straight to the prison cell. Just so you know that I got you. Whatever you need, like I'm, I'm gonna get you out of there. Now, we since Lupin does a great job of not telling us where on the timeline we are, we can assume that those steak and fries came after he blackmailed the uh, Minister of the Interior. I don't know what his exact title is. If you have that, the corrupt politician in episode seven. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. Uh, the Ministerio de Relaciones Exteriores, something like that. I, I, I'm going to go with the Ministry of the Ex- Exterior, right? Okay. Okay. I don't know, so, so, something along those lines. We know what we're talking about, but I'm not good with those about. titles. Let's just go and say that he is the head cop of France. That's pretty much the, <clears throat> the layman's terms for it. I, I like this fact about Hassan that he does tie up all loose ends. I mean, he keeps his word with everybody. He gets bent out of prison, okay? Uh, and even at the end, he turns himself in to Gadira like he said he would, which most people probably would not. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think Lupin or Hassan, really, I mean, he, he we, we know he's going to be able to get out of prison pretty quickly i don't i don't think we're going to see a lot of uh, part four with him in prison i don't think he was intending to escape prison did you right now 
when he went now, in. Now I think he will because of the letter and whatever it will yeah, entail. Yeah, like I, I think that's what's going to happen. Like I think he's going to get out quickly. When he went in, it seemed like he was kind of, you know, turning himself in for noble reasons and preparing to be there for a while, though I don't really know how long. The question I also is how can't noble. see Hassan just staying there. For, like even if he didn't get this letter, like I still can't see him just staying in prison for years. No, me neither. I mean, I guess the question is how noble was he in that interrogation with Gadira? Is he going to tell him everything he's robbed? Because if he does, he'll probably be in prison for a long time. But to be honest, there's no evidence that Assan's probably ever stolen anything. Like, what evidence is there on Assan? What, what is the big theft? They have no proof that he took the Black Pearl. Right? What? No technical proof. I mean had it well right like he literally did like he thing. literally was like the face of that whole <laughs> yeah robbery. but it doesn't mean but it doesn't mean he took it you know what i mean like they don't have evidence you can't prove it he took it unless there's cameras in that room that caught him as when he was in the swat uniform which i'm assuming there was there, there was, was over, there was yeah. but nobody noticed until the alarm went off and everyone was looking at that room like a hawk so yeah, i'm not sure hand, man i i i think that there's evidence I'm not, you know, investigator over there or anything, but I'm I'm sure there's enough evidence to convict him of something. <laughs> um, I think there's a, couple, there's a lot there's, of fraud that he's he's done, uh, you know, as as well. There's one mystery to me that I think is going to really lead us into part four, which is what's in the letter to Ben. Gadira says, "Give this letter to Ben," mm-hmm. and they don't read that letter. I don't believe at the end of this episode. So to me, there's some sort of plan in that letter to Ben. Likely. I mean, again, we know Asan is always one step ahead, even when he's just surprised by something or, or, you know, just runs into something completely unexpected. Like we always know he has a plan before we know he has a plan. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that made sense. Yeah. He he's always got something up his sleeve. So who knows? Like it, it could have maybe he's calling Ben back or something, right? Like, hey, uh, so Pellegrini's right here next to me in in uh, in prison. Who knows? I don't I don't believe that that letter. I think that letter was sent out before he knew Pellegrini was his neighbor in prison. Also, kind of hard to believe that Pellegrini is not in some very cushy corporate prison and not. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. have this guy. He locked up like he's a murderer. Well, technically, he might be. He literally is a murderer. I take it back. He is a murderer. Because he uh, paid for the uh, for the hanging of of Babakar in in prison. Yeah, there's blood on his hands for sure. <laughs> yeah the the trajectory of of the show in general, in terms of the decisions they made not to go down the path of kidnapping Claire and Raúl. You know, mm-hmm. I was concerned that we were going to go there. I said I, that that was going to be something that would yeah. bother me if we revisited that again. Like if Raul got kidnapped again, it, once is enough. I can't deal with that storyline again. Right? Yeah. Uh, did you catch who the cop was who uh, showed up to the rollover car of Keller? No, I didn't catch it. It's the same corrupt cop from season one who Hassan uh blackmails and are uh, you serious his, yeah that was the actor the young version of him who goes to visit Asan, and then Asan jumps out the window and he takes you know i remember that that's hilarious i, yeah, I didn't I for, catch the face 
Yeah, I'm almost a hundred percent positive. If you can look that up up in the background while while we continue talking about the episode. Yeah. I like the the they the way they tied everything together, just the back and forths in this from the catch up, the way he stacks the catch up. I, I already knew the direction that was heading in the moment I saw the uh the flashback to when he's a kid and he flips the catch up upside down. Yeah. Uh and it's hard for me to believe. I mean, I think he is susceptible to making mistakes, right? Especially around Claire, who he's so comfortable around. Mm-hmm. But um that he that he does that again as Alex, the basketball coach. And everything kind of comes full circle where Raul, who was kind of getting bullied and made fun of on this team, steps up as the leader when Hassan doesn't show up to coach and he unifies his team. And I don't know if they win or not, but nonetheless, they, they play the game without their coach. How about the I, throwbacks? He's got the Jordans on oh, yeah. and he's got the, and they got the Bulls jerseys, which is, you know, I'm assuming just a, a little trivia bit there that they wanted to show. I liked that he was uh, using the, the shoes that, you know, I mean, it's orange. It's, it's his father's, you know, trademark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> orange has really it. been growing on me lately. I mean, even my phone case is orange. My, Man, I, know, used to, I used to have like some of those. My friend designed this dope hat. It's like the perfect shade of orange. It's super dope. Nice. You know those chunky like skateboard shoes or whatever they yeah. were? I used yeah, to have a pair. Don't, I don't know why I had a pair of them. I never really skateboarded, but I used to have a, a massive pair of those chunky sneakers, and they were one of they were like really orange, uh, very very similar color to to Asan's orange. I think if you grew up in the two thousands, that everyone had those. I had. Uh, I think I had like the chunky fat tongue Vans too at one point. Mm, yes. Uh, I think I got some Vans in the in the closet there, somewhere. but now that they're the old. They're like the more high top uh, vans, the the black ones. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, man, I love Asan's outfits in this part for this season. It they they they're definitely taking it up a notch compared to part one and part two. They're a little a little more believable, um, but they're also just so so out there. I love like this purple suit that he's wearing is great, and again the the basketball coach, um, and. Uh, I mean the the what was the general or whatever as well was was an interesting outfit. Yeah. I, I like that. I thought I thought that was probably the coolest um, burglary in the entire season was him getting in there and taking you know and having his mom um, working with him. I thought that was probably one of the coolest bits. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the whole dynamic between Gadira and Sophia. Sophia's losing trust in and Yusuf. Because she doesn't know what side he's on. And I think that's part of the whole battle with Yusuf is he doesn't know. Yeah. Does, he, does he admire this guy or does, is he doing his duty as a cop, you know? Um, and it's kind of blurring the lines between what's right and what's wrong for him. I think, uh, I think he admires the guy. Uh, but at the same time, he wants to do right, right? Like it's, it, it is an interesting conflict to, to continue to see. I think... I feel like Yusuf is always going to be uh be a friend of of Hassan's like no matter what like I feel like he's always going to be manipulated or willingly help Hassan in 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 any situation. I I just I feel like he's going to be that guy. He's going to be that guy on the police force that's got a little bit of leverage, a little bit of information and he's going to help him out. Yeah. 
there's got to be more with a lot of storylines because I feel like we get a lot of kind of loose ends. We, you know, we don't get like a final closed loop with Gadira and Sophia. Do they get together? Uh, Fleur, the journalist, is there going to be a little bit of a love triangle there because she goes and gives the tipped off information to Gadira mm-hmm. after she Mariama, uh, Asan's mother, goes to the journalist because she's just trying to find any link to get a message to her to her son. Yeah. It would be crazy to me if, if Asan's mother this whole time is there on a mission from Pellegrini to get after, get revenge on the son. And also, uh, to talk about further revenge plots, what was Keller's aim here? Because he really fumbled the bag. Well, like, what's the point of just, is it because Asan made him spend 25 years in prison that, that we're going to go down this path of, uh, of killing revenge. his mother and his wife? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm not quite sure. I mean, the, the whole Keller thing seemed to me, at least, to be very personal. Um, yeah, right. Like Why I, wait I don't, this I don't think he was bought. Well, I don't. Maybe he just got out of jail or something maybe. recently, right? You like, know, I mean, if he that, was in there for would, 25 years, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. So, I mean, that that that's kind of my thought. You know, he's he's just gotten out. Obviously, he's got his loyal people. Um, well, supposedly loyal people. And yeah. uh, he, I mean, he decides to go after Asan and, you know, hit him where it hurts. Like, it, like I get that. Like, that makes sense. Um, I am, however, a little thrown by, like, still why she came to town, Mariama, why she came to town. Um, and I don't, I don't. I don't know if I buy her story for some reason. Like, again, there's just something about her that I feel is is just still off. Are they um Are they still going to leave to the safe house? Do you think, even with the son in prison? I think so. What's the point? Well, why? I mean, Keller is Keller going to be able to stay in prison because they don't have any evidence of any additional crime on him. <sighs> Well, well, no, yeah, they, they, do. Do. He, they do. He, he tried, tried to kill, to kill exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't, don't think I'm like, I'm like I know that's wrong. Like, there's something. But, but, but you know what? Asan did let him go in good faith because he didn't know that he tried to kill Ferdinand. So that was purely coincidental. Because if not, he's getting out of prison. Yeah. If you think about it, that's very true. At any point, are we going to have Asan get questioned by anybody when he steals the jet ski at the end to kind of finalize? And have a getaway in the tunnel. Does nobody ever ask this man for ID? Because the moment he starts to feel any pushback, he just starts yelling at people. Well, it's huh. it's it's that uh, man, you, being bold. whenever you walk into somewhere, yeah, you just act like you belong there. If you act enough like you belong, most of the time, like you're not going to get questioned about it. You walk can into a building, like, a, you just like can we do a YouTube? You can we do a YouTube series where you walk into like just personnel, like like personnel only areas, but like me, you own the place me personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, give me like a body cam or something. That'll, that'll be fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> What's up? Um, <laughs> Did they they change the trash yet? Uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to dumpsters. You're going to like very low, uh, like places where people are not paying attention to. They're just like, I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm just going to go to the dump. Love All it. right. So where's the trajectory of the show going from here? We have... Asan's family reunited, you know, there's this grand reunion between his mother, his wife, and his son. You know, Ben is out of prison and Ben should be scot-free. You know, if the minister of the of the interior 
let him out, right? Then what is he going to, you know, he's he's got free. He can go back to his little antique shop. What's the point of going to a safe house? Well, I don't know where the safe house is, do you? No, we don't know. Um, I don't know. How about know, Bruno? Man. Bruno's like the get out of jail free card. Whenever you need like that wild card, he just steps in and is there. Bruno's cool. I got, I, I want to see Bruno come back now that, now that we've built up his character a little bit. The, the whole time at the end, you know, because Bruno pretends to be like his boyfriend at the end. To get the flower back from the girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, the whole time I'm thinking to myself as not before you see that Bruno's going to pick up the flower. Because at first I thought the girl might have been working with him or that his mother was going to bump into her and take the flower or some crap. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm thinking that pearl is probably a little heavy. Yeah. How, is he, how did he fixate that thing in that little dainty fake flower? And I was thinking the whole time, what if this pearl falls from the flower as she's going down this long spiral staircase and there's a $20 million pearl just lost? I mean, he takes some chances here that are insane, but I, I'm assuming he had some Velcro or something. Who knows? Go big or go home, man. You got to take big risks if you're a son. <laughs> and they're leaving. They, the, those girls happen to be leaving at the exact moment, right? Yeah, I mean, well, he could have picked anybody there. that looked like they were on the way out, right? Well, they didn't look like they were on the way out. They were like looking forward. And then they, the moment he said they got the rose, they like dipped. Well, everybody is evacuating the cops. They just kind the of raid this. Right? So, like, I, I do kind of get it. But you know yeah, what? Maybe Bruno a... was up there because he comes up from behind them. So, maybe he was and then he was like, man, they're hauling ass down these stairs. I got to get. That's why he's kind of <laughs> running kind of fast. Which is kind of funny. It could be. It could be. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised on it. But no, I, I, I like Bruno. He's, he's, a, he's a cool guy. What cool if friend. Bruno turns on him? Bruno could turn on him. Maybe that's the point of the letter. And then he gets oh. the $20 million pearl. Yeah, but I feel like we already had that like possibility um, and he didn't do it. Yeah, in this part. Like, no, like it's revealed to us that no, he is a good friend, right? Like, yeah, there was a moment where there was beef between, uh, you know, Asan and Bruno, but. I feel like that's been resolved. Yeah. I Clearly. still think that that whole robbery from the flashback, I mean, they got caught because Keller drives like an absolute asshat. Yeah. I feel like it was Keller's fault, man. He he forced Bruno to kill somebody. It's his it's his fault that they got arrested. It was, it was stupid. It was all avoidable. His, his second arrest here could have been avoidable if you didn't, I don't know, try to kill your... Goonie and fail at doing so. Were you surprised that the call? Because you know, Asan has a choice to let somebody out of prison. Were you were you surprised when it was Manan, not Ben? I don't know why. When I was watching it, I just felt like he wasn't gonna let Ben out with that call. Like to me, like that was just too easy. Um. So I don't I don't think I was too surprised with it. Though I feel like he could have killed two birds with one stone and just been like release two people from prison. <laughs> release Ben the, and Manon. The song that plays when Claire's waiting for him at the train station is a it's a this trending social media song. It's been trending for a bit. You'll see it on on reels. Feels very James Bondy the song at the end if you if you pay attention to it and I love the way they cut between young Claire 
and mature Claire. You yeah. know, it's great. Yeah. They even they even you'll show the actress she's thinking back to her younger days, and it pans back and reveals her face. And but Asan's not there on that day. But everything ties in super neatly. I mean, from the beginning of the season, her solution was for him to turn himself in. It was. At a certain point. As Asan says, she's always right. You know, something crazy's got to happen, right? Because Asan is not a typical criminal. He has set Paris ablaze. Like, he has fanatics. So, I'm assuming part of his escape from prison or his, you know, release into uh, being a public figure again is going to be driven in large part. Hmm. Because he's this famous person. Yeah. I also enjoyed how Manon and Bruno kind of hooked up, not literally as a relationship, but Bruno yeah. opened up his own boxing gym and he seems like he's going to do the Keller, but the right way, like not treating kids poorly and all that. And yeah. they did a great job. He looks down from the window and looks at the boxing ring and he can see like young Asan, but he's just thinking back on his memories and it's really just his boxing. What, what did boxing you notice match. when he looked down on the boxing ring? The it was branded Lupin. It was who? It was, oh, branded, it was branded with uh like the logo, I did not. like Lupin logo. Hold on. Let me see. I'm gonna show you this, which is, is right around forty four ten. Forty four ten, forty four twelve, somewhere around there. Look at the kid who's so in Bruno the boxing goes to the window. Also. He looks down. Yeah, the kid down there does look like him, but look, see, Lupin Boxing Club. I think on purpose, he's thinking back too, because the kid kind of looks like young Asan. It's not actually, I don't think it's actually young Asan. It's, it's not, but I, I feel like that's kind of like, we're looking down, we're remembering Asan, yeah. right? Like like the, 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 the boxing club is Lupin Boxing Club, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. How about those shots, man? They did a killer job of the, at the arc. The mm -hmm. aerial shots of Parrish were beautiful. And then there's a shot of all the cops pulling up, like John Wick style to the arc there's a scene in the latest john wick where he's fighting all around that arc and it's incredible um and it's just it's on par with the shots that they got in john wick it was really good okay i have not That's, seen the latest john wick with it but it's way earlier from the scene before he gets arrested when they first go to the um arc so if you keep going back stay there go there go there go back Interesting. You got to go like right before that scene, right when he's done talking to Claire. Yeah, you're taking too long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where it is in here. <laughs> Around 35 minutes or so. Yeah, a little before. It's before he gets there that they, there's some dope aerial shots there. So he has three conditions to Gadira. Oh, as wow. There's the yeah, shot you're right, right there. Sorry, there it is. Finally found it. Yeah, it's a gorgeous shot. It is um, great. What's, what's the timestamp on that shot? Like, what is it around? Uh, timestamp is right at, yeah, it's right at 35, uh, 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Okay, they do that shot twice. They do one without the cops and one with the cops, and it's really nice. Um, I would imagine that the cops, all of that was like in post-production because to shut down that entire circle, I would be shocked if they were allowed to just do that. I would love to see the behind the scenes of the show of how they did this copperade scene on the arc because this is one of the most popular landmarks in Paris and I think the show takes pride in highlighting these popular landmarks you have um, to and using they're, they're them freaking yeah, beautiful. beautiful beautiful there's a Twitter account called Culture Critic and he gets annoying because it seems like he's complaining all day and I really just don't enjoy constant negativity uh, yeah. but he's always like 
he posts some beautiful stuff because he's always saying, humans used to carve this out of stone. What's stopping us today? And I agree with him because if you look <laughs> at our architecture nowadays, it's it's borderline depressing. It's all yeah. kind of disposable. It's It looks bad within like 20 years. And then you look, go to these old European countries and such cultures and everything's crazy. Yeah. It's just the architecture is on a different level. Well, so, you, um, some of them, with I, much like, less I thought technology. the same thing. It's like hundreds of years to create it though. It's like, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I, and by the way, I, I, I agree with pretty much all the points of that Twitter account. I just think like constantly on my feed seeing like humans can't do this anymore. Like we're, we're incapable. I'm like, no, it's not because we're incapable. It's because humans choose not to. Like we don't, our government, our institutions don't take pride in building things that are long lasting now. Everything is like temporary. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like a great point on, a, on a, another podcast I heard that that they like the government and the state buildings like it was a like a, it showed like a, a good faith agreement between the people and the government and and they would make these things beautiful right like it was just beauty's universal you know something beautiful in japan is beautiful in the states you know it just translates but mm-hmm. something ugly is ugly too you know yeah um so anyways the three conditions release ben give him this letter and give me something to read right he gets a full uh the full works of Arsan Lupin in his prison cell, which isn't too bad of a prison cell. No, it's nice. It, it kind of looks cozy. I mean, I don't want to go, but <laughs> yeah, me neither. But he makes know, it look a little cozy. One. I'm like, man, I could just sit down and lock myself in a room to read a book. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. We get some real reading done in there. Seriously. Okay, so where's the show going from here, Zach? We got Pellegrini re-emerging here as the core villain of the show. I thought it was going to be Keller, and maybe Keller does come back and they team up and form some sort of Hydra to attack Hassan here. <laughs> but where is it going from here? Is he getting out of prison? What? Where does this end? And what does so, it mean? What does it mean? That's a good question. What do I think is going to happen? I think I think next season we're gonna we're gonna open up with. I don't know if it'll be episode one. Uh, but I imagine it would be fairly early in the season where Asan gets out of prison. Like I can't, I can't see a season or a part of uh, Lupin where Asan is just kind of like stuck there next to Pellegrini in his cell. So I, I think he's gonna get out, um, probably rendezvous with his family and and friends, and uh, something's gonna go down. And he's going to get stabbed in the back somehow. I just, I don't quite know how. And if I had to guess who, my money is on Mariama. Like I, I, I would kind of hate this show if it was anybody else but Mariama. I know, right? Like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be devastated. I'd be devastated if it was Ben or if yeah. it was uh, Claire. Like, that, yeah. that would hurt too much. I'm sorry. Maybe it's Raul. Maybe he's tired. He's I, an I absent, almost said that. Maybe he's had an absent father his whole life. Nah, he's saying I need a kickstart. He needs some VC funding to have his own hollow needle. And so he's hit up Pellegrini, his dad's number one arch enemy. He's taken to the dark side. He's gone a full Anakin. (laughs) No. I I think I think it's Mariama. Sorry, Mom, Mariama, but (laughs) I have no idea who it is. I hope it's none of them. That would be devastating for his son, right? It'd be interesting if it wasn't. We didn't have any wagers on this season, did we? No, we didn't. This 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 has been a, a joy to watch, though. Even though we haven't placed any bets on it, I love that. I love that the show always keeps you guessing. Like you never really know what's about to happen. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that that is that was pretty fun. But no, no bets. But we can get into a couple categories at least out of episode six and seven. Which one was your favorite? Hmm. I'd love to answer that. But before I do, let's do some housekeeping here on the Story Archives show. We got some great shows coming to you next week. We are starting our For All Mankind coverage, starting with a season one through three recap episode or episodes, depending on how we release that. And we're also starting our kickoff, our season four coverage of For All Mankind next week, starting with a trailer reaction, with which some of you love, some of you hate. But nonetheless, we're doing one. And we also got Monarch Legacy of Monsters coming the week after For All Mankind premieres which is a show about monsters of all sorts, destroying all sorts of things all over the earth. So, aka Godzilla. Join us on those. We're going to have some fun times from November all the way through January with those two shows. And if you got any suggestions, or if you're excited for that coverage, hit us up at contact at soapbox.house. And make sure to follow us on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Rumble, Twitter, X, you know I think that's about it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Categories. Favorite episode between six and seven. I got to say seven. Uh, ties everything up very neatly. A lot of action happens in seven. Six kind of ends with the cliffhanger of Keller in the apartment. And um, I just prefer getting into the action. Yeah. I I will agree with you on that one. I, I, I think seven. They were both really good. I think seven, you know, took the cake for me. I, that one was was great and again like good good ending mm-hmm. makes me, it really does make me want to watch part four whenever that's going to come out uh what, what is if, your what if yeah what if ben's ahead. been in love with claire the whole time yeah okay so you know that something. that's something that i think about every now and then right like i feel yeah. like i feel like there there's, could totally be something between those something two there. there's a little but, something there but then at the same time like ben just seems so like loyal to a son yeah. like i don't feel like like he would do that to a son you know even if Claire, Claire, you know, was was after Ben or was going after Ben, I don't, I don't think Ben would do it to him. Agreed, agreed. All right. What was your favorite scene between these episodes? Probably the flashback to what went down. Um, that was a powerful. What one. went wrong, Keller? Yeah, I thought it was a powerful scene. Very well shot. The way the jeep flips over and they get the camera coverage. Hmm. Thought it was great the kind of reverse tilting the axis shot of a song crawling out of the car. Yeah. The show kind of does go from like lighthearted to serious, like randomly or not randomly, but like in, in moments that you don't expect. And that was a pretty serious, heavy moment. Yeah. I, it probably took Bruno by surprise too. And um, also like you, you're seeing this juxtaposition between this is to, for your country to win the world cup of soccer. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be the most incredible joyous feeling in the world when you're a soccer fan you know i've i know i when i root for us and we beat like a random team like in you know in the round of 32 like it feels incredible so winning the world cup in france where soccer means so much you're seeing like everybody's having the best day of their lives because they're winning the world cup and then you're seeing these two kids having the worst day of their lives right now i mean they kill the guy you know you got to live with yep. that they killed they killed the guy yeah yeah i agree that, that was a great scene um I did like a much less heavy scene, <laughs> which was uh, what Claire and Raul 
uh, visiting Hassan's lair and you know getting oh, to see all this Halloween. cool stuff that his dad does. It's like knowing that your dad's a superhero, but you've never seen the Batcave. So that was that was that pretty was, cool. That was um, very dope. I also liked the. Uh, I liked Claire's uh, intelligent move on how to get Keller out of the uh, out of the apartment. Yeah, the uncle from the cop from the police yeah. station. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was yeah. smart. I thought that was good. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. I agree. All right. Anything else? That is all I have. This is not one of those line shows where things stand out, but Mm-mm. all in all, great. Excited. Best best part so far? Did we, yeah. How would you how definitely. would you rank this with, with the other parts? I, I, I think this one is is in first place. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. I think it's in first place. Yeah. Um, I'd, pr- I'd probably go part three, then part one, then part two. How does part two end? Uh, Part two did have no, a really good ending, though. Well. It, it had part, a really good ending. But it's part actually part, one had a really great no, opening. <laughs> it's part two, part three, part one. 100%. <laughs> okay. In terms of the ending, in terms of the full season, probably part three. But um, even though the best episode, the best two episodes of this entire show is the pilot and the last episode of season two, in my opinion, you know, when he escapes into the night and you get the zoom out aerial shot of Paris and all the cops going down every road. That's a great Epic. Yeah. Uh, scene. But the, but the best actual, like what they need to do in the next part is they do need to bring back the intricate robberies that he was doing in season one because the robberies were the best the robbing of the louvre was the best robbery of the entire show hands down yeah the setup the planning everything nothing felt corny uh nothing felt like it could go wrong with one thing like it was so well done um i really enjoyed that and that would be nice to see and i've said it once before but i really wish there was like a a young uh Asan like spinoff because man the casting that they have like they're only going to be this young for so long and yeah. it's solid. I'm assuming they're gonna I'm assuming they're gonna roll straight into part uh, four pretty soon but yeah all right well anyways thank you for listening to this episode of Lupin by Story Archives you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts Apple and Spotify podcasts you can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network our website is soapbox.house you can email us at contact at soapbox.house and we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our newsletter awesome thank you all for tuning in we hope you enjoyed our coverage of Lupin stay tuned we got For All Mankind coming at you hot we got Monarch, Legacy of Monsters coming at you hot. We got you annoying reviewers out there saying, go back to Apple shows. Well, we're doing two of them. We're doing two of them. So how about you make another account and leave us another review and say, thank you for getting back to Apple shows. Because we're back. <laughs> Mario's nerve was, was struck there. <laughs> Have a good night. No, we got to poke fun back. I wish yeah, we could at people who review us. The nice ones and the meat. Because I would roast. I would have a roast session. I mean, we get roasted. It is is kind of fun to read through them, even when they're... And it is Christmas season, so, you know. Bad reviewers roasting on an open fire. (laughs) I was wondering how you were going to pull that together. I was going to say chestnuts, but I wanted to kind of tie something. 
Thanksgiving's coming up, man. What do we got? What do we got cooking? I'm so hungry. I have not even thought about it. Yeah. How about you? All right. Pie. No, I don't know, but let's pecan think about pie. something. Gotta get hey, some if pie. you're out there and you're listening to this, it's it's Thanksgiving season wherever you are in the world. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, um, what would you like to eat if you did celebrate Thanksgiving? And if you do, what's your favorite dish you look forward to every year? Email us that at contact at Soapbox at House and we will mention your replies in the next episode of Story Archives. And also, thank you to our supporters on Patreon out there for all of you who support us of the own volition of your own free will. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. We appreciate you. Thank you. Until next time. Peace. Peace.